Welcome back to Sam Talks Nerdy. Are we happy? Doing well. Dominating life. Crushing it. Kicking ass. Taking names. Crisis on Infinite Part 1 is here and it marks the end of the Tomorrowverse line of DC animated films. This is my review, which we got to get into because there is quite a bit for me to talk about. So positives, neutrals, negatives, you know, you know the whole same old, same old deal. Let's get into it. My positives. And this, and this was kind of random, but I really did like the opening credits. I thought they were pretty cool. The music paired with the, be- with the beautiful visuals, and I just liked how the images of all the heroes, like Flash, Wonder Woman, Batman, and how they would, like, they looked pretty cool, but then they would, like, dissolve similar to the effects of the Antimatter Wave, and I, and I like that. I, that was a pretty cool opening to, a, to an anime film, in my opinion. The voice cast was great in this. He had some pretty awesome chemistry, and Matt Bomber is probably my favorite Flash voice actor next to Michael Rosenbaum. Or, well, Matt Bomber is probably my favorite Barry Allen voice actor. And Jensen Ackles as Batman in these movies is why I am behind him playing Batman in the DCU. Just, he is pretty good. I loved him in Batman The Long Halloween and some of his other appearances across the Tomorrowverse films. I guess the same can be said for Meg Donnelly, who voices Supergirl in, in these films. Apparently, she isn't running for Supergirl in the DCU, so, I mean, she could do it. She has experience voicing the character, so I, I imagine she could probably play the character in live action. We'll just have to see who gets casted, but I'm currently rooting for McDonnelly. I also completely forgot Zyra Quinto was the voice of Lex Luthor in this universe. I'm watching the movie, then he speaks, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, he, he's, he's Lex in this. I, forgot, I completely forgot about that. And, and this version of Lex is mean. I mean... Do gives Dr. Ivo and incurable disease just so he would build a Mazo. Like, wow. Fights with the Mazo and Lex Luthor and the Mazo were pretty good. In fact, I think they were the only fight scenes we got in this movie. Crisis on the Infinite Part 1 also makes a good case as to why Amazo will make a pretty good villain for a live-action Justice League movie, hint, hint, James Gunn. Especially if he's this complex. I mean, a villain who can take all the powers of the superpower heroes make him an even big, big challenge for both the deep power heroes and the heroes who don't have any powers just yeah i think he will make a pretty good villain for a dcu just ju- league movie especially if he's like the version in this movie and speaking of amazo he was just he was very interesting in this just he, he gave me vision vibes because i'm used to amazo being all well not as deep he's just you know a robot who can take powers from various DC characters and use, use them against them. I, I don't think we've had a, an Amazo this sort of, I guess, deep or layered since the old Justice League cartoon. And just, I, and, 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 and I like the, and I like this story as to how, like, he, he was meant to preserve life, but then that was kind of taken away from him by Lex Luthor, but then in the end of the movie, he's finally able to fulfill his purpose and save the planet from getting, getting destroyed by the antimatter wave and just, like I said, if, if they can make Amazo work in a DC movie where he's very similar to this, that would be perfect. This movie also features a who's who of DC characters. Aside from Batman, Superman, Green Arrow, Flash, Martian Manhunter, Vixen, which talk about a very interesting jostling lineup. During during all the groupings, I'm doing the Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, pointing. Whoa, whoa. I was watching him go, oh, oh, Metamorpho, oh, Dr. Midnight. Wildcat, Psycho Pirate, Batgirl, Challenge of the Unknown, which I'm surprised I, I know that one. I also appreciate how, how this film kind of fills in the gaps and, and adds context to things we've seen in other movies. For example, we see how the Justice League is formed because in the Green Lantern animated film, it's just formed. Like, there's no contest. It's like you're watching it and it's like, boom, Justice League. And you're like, wait, when did that happen? 
And then he adds context to an end credit scene from, I think, Batman Along Halloween Part 2. I think it gives us a rough timeline of when these films take place. I think I think the timeline is Man Tomorrow, Jason World War II, Batman Along Halloween's Parts 1 and 2, Green Lantern, Legion of Superheroes, War World, which I, I, I sadly I have to admit I haven't seen either War World or Legion of Superheroes. Like, I wanted to, I just I never really got around to it. And then Crisis on Infinite Earths, that's the last one. Also, Crisis did a pretty good job tying in with the previous line of films, all of the, I guess, I think it's called the DC Animated Universe, not the DCAU, but the, no, it's the DC Animated Movie Universe, or the DCAMU? But anyways, like, it did a good job in tying into those previous line of films, especially when it came to the ending of Apocalypse War because throughout credits on, on Infinite Earth, Barry keeps running into a homeless man who happens to be Constantine who is the Harbinger and he mentions how he and Flash are both responsible for everything and then that's a callback to the ending of Apocalypse War where he and Barry create another Flashpoint and created these line of films. And, and, and this movie even ties in the, the Tomorrowverse to an animated Blue Beetle short which is pretty cool. My last positive has to go to the question, just I love the question. He's one of my favorite DC characters of all time. I loved him ever since Just League... No, I don't say Infinity War. Just League... What, what, how did Brainfart saying this? And I really hope we see him in a DCU project. Like, a TV show would be banging. My neutrals... Well, for one, all the flashbacks and flash-forwards and jumping around was very disorienting. One moment would be on Earth-3 with Flash and the Crime Syndicate, and then just as as, as it was getting on over there, it would quickly jump to Barry running through the Speed Force or whatever, and then it go to him and Iris' wedding, and just... It got a little annoying for me when it, when it did that, and it just didn't do it for me because just... I, I didn't like it when, like I said, it was getting really interesting with Earth-3 or with Amazo, and then it would just quickly cut and change to a completely different flash-forward or flashback. I will say the future scenes between Barry and Iris were very touching, sweet even, heartwarming. And I'd honestly take this version of Barry and Iris over the CDW... Why, why, why can I say CW? Why can't I say CW? I'd honestly take this version of Barry and Iris over the CW versions any day of the week because just... They're better, and it's none of that we are the Flash stuff. Crime Syndicate didn't leave much of an impact on me, just... Sadly, they were buried by the rest of the movie, and honestly, the only, like, role they served, well, honestly, the only role that Earth-3 served in this movie was just to show the effect and the destruction of the antimatter wave, and honestly, the Crime Syndicate just... They felt very flat, one-dimensional, just, you know, the stereotypical bad guy superhero or superhero bad guy... Just, they feel very cliche, I, I guess I can say. If anything, I, I guess Johnny Quick was probably the more interesting out of all of them. It felt like he was less evil than the rest of them. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but the Crime Syndicate we got in Just League Crisis on Two Earths is probably the better version of the Crime Syndicate. Well, maybe next to the Justice Lords if they count. However, I, however, I did like the designs of the Crime Syndicate in this. They were pretty cool. Well, I like to see all the characters together. Where was Earth-1 Wonder Woman? We got Earth-1 Superman, Earth-2 Wonder Woman, Earth-2 Superman, but no Earth-1 Wonder Woman. She was nowhere. And she does exist in, in that version of Earth-1. Superman and Wonder Woman should be back within a week. 
Perhaps they will have answers for us. Also, seeing Earth 2 Superman and Earth 2 and Wonder Woman together kind of threw me for a second because I thought Earth 2 Superman was Earth 1 Superman, so I'm watching him when they kiss. I was like, wait, wait, well, hold up. Whoa. What about Lois? But then, but then Earth 1 Superman walks in and, and, and it's explained and I'm okay with it. The film starts getting to the actual crisis. The film just take a while to get into the actual crisis of it. It gets in... The film just get the film just take a little bit to get into the actual crisis part of the movie. The, most of it's just set up, and it gets to the actual like crisis stuff about an hour or so into the movie. I mean, luckily it didn't feel rushed when we, when we got to that point, and I'm definitely glad this film is split into two parts. So the next part we can get just crisis on Eminem stuff completely. My negatives only I have one true negative. That is the ending gave me. Heavy Infinity War vibes. It literally felt the same. Heroes getting dusted. I mean, Brainiac Five getting dusted felt similar to Spider-Man getting dusted in Iron Man's arms. Just like I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is literally Infinity War, but with a DC skin. Overall, I would give this an eight out of ten. Some flaws, but I think it's up there with some of the better Marvel's films and even some of the better DC animated films. And I cannot wait to see part two. Like, I am very excited to see how this all ends. And, yeah, I mean, I would love to kind of revisit all these films in one day and just kind of see how they hold up and do a whole review. And I might do that after my One Piece rewatch, or maybe I'll just do it alongside my One Piece rewatch. We'll just kind of, we'll just kind of have to see what happens. By the way, starting this video is a tad late. Just some other videos took priority, so I had to put those over this one. So, sorry. Anyways, that will be it for today. Thank you for watching or listening if you're listening to my podcast. If you're listening to me via my podcast, make sure to do the usual stuff. Follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Leave me a five-star rating and a good view where you can. Feel free to leave me a voice mention on Anchor. If you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to do the usual stuff of like, comment, and subscribe. Also, also make sure to check out my monthly wrap-up for December. And until next time, stay well, stay healthy. Don't destroy the multiverse, and I will see you or talk to you next time. Peace out.